What's up, everybody? We have 10 minutes here with Mr. Ryan Muckenhearn to discuss the cartridge called the FN 5.7. It sounds a lot like a Star Wars Stormtrooper name, but in this case, it's actually a real-life cartridge that you can see and touch and feel and hold and use in your firearms. And it seemed as though for a while there, really all we were ever going to see this cartridge chambered in or, or, or firearms chambered in this cartridge were ones from FN themselves. But now... There's a few out there. Oh, there are a few other ones? Yep. Okay. Yep. So Ruger just announced their 5.7 chambered pistol as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that they've hit dealer shelves. My local shop back home had a few in stock the other day. Very intriguing. It is a super neat cartridge, and it's a super neat handgun and a super neat carbine, and there's a couple other uh, long guns chambered in this. Okay. Um, that are. Oh, there are. Yeah, that's right. I yep. remember hearing about some of like yep. uh, almost even bolt-action rifles maybe. Yeah, so if you go over to PTG, um, Pacific Tool Engage, they make a bolt kit that you can drop into a Remington 700 yeah. um, and chamber 5.7 by 28 because it's a very small case head. Um, it's a diminutive cartridge. When you hold it in your hand, it's not much bigger than like a 22 Hornet, uh-huh. um, shaped a little different, but very small, petite, cute little cartridge. So it requires a special bolt face, and you can get a, a drop-in bolt from yeah. PTG, and, and you can shoot 5.7 seven by 20. And then there's like AR c- conversion yep. kits yep. now and stuff. Yep. There's a AR 5.7 upper, which uses the very interesting, what would we call it, like a, a Helix magazine that the 5.7... PDWs like the P90 run, mm-hmm. um, and then there's one from CMMG that uses the 5.7 pistol magazines and, and feeds oh. it like, like through the magwell. But really cool cartridge. Yeah. What's the story on this thing? I Didn't it come out as part of like, uh, it, it was to be armor piercing or something like yeah. that? Yeah. Yep. So uh, it was in the mid-80s, maybe like 1986 or 88, Fabrique Nationale uh, out of Belgium set out to develop a ground-up package for a PDW, a personal defense weapon. So think very compact, very high rate of fire, very controllable, very concealable. Think executive protection uh, inside of vehicles. We'll get into the Secret Service aspect of it mm-hmm. and, and kind of like the... V12 BMW 750Is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of cloak and dagger thing. And and if you look at an FNP90... I think like, they're actually packaging those two together now. Oh, you just yeah. when you get combo. the BMW yeah. uh, with the protection package, it comes yeah. with a P90. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you look at an FNP90 and understand that this weapon system came out in the late 80s, it looks like something that's going to come out in the late 2080s. Yes. Um, so it, it's very, very unique. There's nothing like it out there there's a couple of like you know now fun little upgrade kits that you can get for your ar and for your 1022 that give it some of the similar stylings Um, but it is a remarkable system Um, extraordinarily compact and the firepower on board on these things is is really cool Hmm. Um, the standard setup is like a 10.3 inch barrel in this bullpup design and you guys did a a podcast on bullpups with mr maxwell and it was mentioned it's like this big it's like a five dollar foot long (laughs) <laughs> and uh, it's got 50 rounds on board fed through a double stack helix fed magazine that actually feeds the rounds sideways and then reorients them to go forward. Yeah. The, At the very last minute. Yeah. Right as they're about to go into the chamber, it just whoop, flips yep. them 90 degrees. And they run like a sewing machine. So I've had the opportunity to shoot quite a few of these full auto and their cyclic oh. rate is astronomical. Like it's, it's like, it's like one continuous stream of 40 grain, V-maxes or 35 grain V-maxes spitting out of the thing at a very high rate of fire and they eject out the bottom. So it's a, it's a really cool, really cool package. They suppress very well. Um, they are designed for doing cool stuff. And so like you said, executive work. Yeah, correct. And, and they are, they are pretty wildly popular, you know, not as like a, a standard issue military or police firearm. They are issued 
to military units and police, you know, across the globe and including the U.S. The Secret Service reportedly carries a lot of P90s in their arsenals for their compactness, their extreme mm-hmm. rate of fire, and their capability to even deliver pay, payload like at a couple hundred yards. Mm. So if you know if you're shooting an MP5, something similar sized a nine millimeter, you're pretty limited. I, I mean, it's not that you couldn't hit a 150 yard target with it. It's just not going to be that fantastic. Yeah. Whereas the 5.7 by 28, which fires a, a 22 caliber bullet, just like we would shoot in a 223 or mm-hmm. a 22-250, um, it's doing this out of this super small little compact subgun and does so with a pretty respectable velocity out of a, a 10.3 inch barrel. When I was looking at, I think I was looking at just the FN pistol and they were saying about 2,000 feet per second. Yep. Out of a out pistol. Out of a pistol. Yeah. That's out of pretty pistol. crazy. Yeah. And that's and that's a fact, cool rig too. The fact that it can even feed or go through a pistol because it looks like a miniature rifle round. It, most, it is most of the time yeah. when you see pistol ammunition, the bullets are round nosed. Yep. But in this particular case, they're like they're pointy nosed. Yeah. It's so, and what what grain bullet? Then you said twenty two cal. Like generally, like what type of weight are we talking? Like twenty one, twenty three, twenty nine. 30, 35. Okay. And you can load heavier too. I've actually loaded for the cartridge. It's kind of a hard cartridge to load for. I remember you talking yeah, about that. Yeah. I learned that the brass is not con- like conventional. I heard that it was turned so that you took stock, like brass stock, and you turned it instead of the conventional way that brass is formed using a, a brass cup sure. and a punch to, to, to make the shape of the case. They start with a brass rod, they, they pile it in, and then they turn the exterior dimensions. So I was able to get like two loadings and then I'd get case neck splitting with that, even with modest loads. Mm-hmm. But the ammunition is not very expensive and it's not like something you go out and shoot a whole ton of. Anyway, so uh, if you're looking to get into a 5.7, just go buy some some ammo for it. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty inexpensive. They come in these super cute little boxes that look like tiny little treasure chests. Oh, And my you open God. them up. <laughs> I just want to get one because of that. What and a great experience. <laughs> there's there's 50 of them stacked in there, and it's a very, very petite cartridge, like I said. So it's just this cute little, like, three-inch by two-inch box full of 50 rounds. Yeah. dispenser. It's like, yeah. oh, let's go shoot full auto. Yeah. Now, how the heck? Now, it, there's, there's a story out there that I remember. I was, of course, looking into, people know me around here sometimes, it's weird gun gym. I yeah. was, of course, looking into getting a P90, and I don't know why I don't have one yet. I think I part, don't know either. part of the reason was the classic, and, and I got to go back and listen to our suppressor episode. It was like, ah, I don't want to wait around to have it, because I would have to get it in SBR for yeah. it. The 16-inch the barrel is, you just I just can't, I couldn't live with it. So, and then I was like, well, I don't want to wait around for the tag stamp, you know, and, but by now I could have had probably four SBR P90s from the time I started looking. Anyway, I just got to do it. But I remember that people were saying the commercial grade ammunition that you can buy is different from the stuff that the guys and, you know, the high speed executive protection guys are using. They're using a special bullet or is it a special load? Special bullet. Okay. Um, hmm. So the the spirit of the cartridge was to defeat soft armor and some hard armor and still work on the soft stuff behind the armor. Mm, sure. Right, okay. if that's a good way to put it. So uh, the, the spirit is armor piercing um, for those loads. Let's not get confused. And if there's folks listening, you don't go down to the store and you don't go buy AP ammo because it doesn't really work that way for this one. Most of the loadings that you get are like the 29 grain lead free, mm-hmm. which is going to be, it's, I wouldn't really classify it as a frangible load, but it's going to act very much like a Barnes varmint grenade or that kind of thing. It's, it, you know, fairly fragile bullet design for mm-hmm. deconstruction on impact um, or the VMAX loadings um, oh, okay. from FN. Yeah. So the other loadings are designed to get through 
armor. It's so crazy they would go with such a small little bullet. Yeah. Usually when I think of armor, you know, it's big and tough and yep. sturdy, so you'd want to punch it, you know, but this is like a little pinprick almost just to yep. just whoosh, go right through. And right. I mean, but, and when I think about it as well, this isn't even, you talk about how tiny it is. This isn't even the smallest cartridge out there. No. And this is another podcast I'm sure that we got to get into. We got to just talk about sub guns sometime. Yep. That's yes. got to be a podcast yeah. in and of itself. But there's also the HK that yeah. shoots a four point something. Four point six. Yep. Ah, oh, smaller. Yeah. The MP7. That's yeah. such a cool gun. Same concept though. We wanted something very portable, very compact, high rate of fire, and can defeat an armored target if need be. Mm-hmm. Whether that's a vehicle door or whether that's you know a vest or a helmet yeah. or whatever. No, well, what? it sounds like it's pretty easy to control. Very. As well. Yes. So when you're talking, well, a just. I don't. Know, I shoot better when I can control the firearm. Yep. There's not a lot of recoil. But then, if you're talking about full auto stuff, mm-hmm. I would think that would be a benefit there as well. Yeah, you just press the go switch on the the P90 is pretty cool. The way their trigger works, um, you the harder you pull it, the faster it goes. So you oh. can you can single shot it by kind of feathering it, and then if you mash it, it goes full auto. Nice. Yeah. What's the point then of say somebody getting one with the commercially available ammunition that is more frangible? Is it more just as a really cool target gun, yeah, or is it I th- more? I mean, like, I, is it any kind of a self defense? I potential think so. Thing I or? think if I think the Vmax, the Vmax loading available uh, right now from FN, is an extraordinarily viable self defense cartridge, small game cartridge, varmint cartridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, late friend of mine used to use it for coyote hunting. Oh, okay. yeah, he thought it was fantastic because it was so small, so portable. You could throw it in the backpack and go out, and it works. Um, I know people that have taken... With P90, he yeah. was shooting... That's cool. Yep. I know people that have hunted deer with him. There's always those wow. people yep. out there. You Correct. know, there's always the old, like, well, yep. you can kill anything with a twenty two or it's, whatever. Well, and, and, you know, out of the 16-inch carbine, the PS90, I should say, um, it generates some pretty decent numbers. I mean, it's, I've heard a lot of people say, oh, it's a twenty two Win- Winchester Magnum on paper. And no, that's not really true. Mm-hmm. Um, completely different bullet, completely different bullet construction, Characteristics and of course velocity. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. you know it's it's not a two twenty three. It was never designed to be, but it is a pretty impressive little round. Um, so yes, if you were looking for a bedside gun or a, a, a house gun or a, a vehicle gun or a backpack, it would be great. I think it'd be fantastic. I'd love one. I don't know why I don't own one. Wait, we all need one. Yeah, I mean it certainly it's going to be from the sounds of it a lighter weight pistol, higher capacity, yep. easier to control. Yep. I mean, I'm not saying it's going to replace the 9, because it's not. No, certainly not. But, like you said, it certainly sounds like a viable option. I guess, for me, it might. Speak to the pistol here real quick, because I think we were talking a little bit there about a mixture of, like, we're talking, we're going back and forth between the P90, like a sub gun, and then also the pistol. Because when you go with the pistol, obviously, you're getting a shorter barrel, all that stuff. Was the point of coming out with the pistol, I know we're over 10 minutes, too. It it is what it is, folks. Um, (laughs) Because I think this cartridge is really interesting. What, the, was the point of the pistol like, hey, it can use the same ammunition as a little sub gun, or is there actually like a reason why that might even be better than a nine? Of course, there'll always be. Everybody's yeah. got their preferences yep. and whatever. But so same, um, I guess speaking to the law enforcement and military standpoint, the same principles apply with the pistols loaded with the special ammo. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. And then when we look at the gun, and I'm going to speak specifically to the FN 5.7 and not the Ruger, only because I haven't used, handled, or fired the Ruger. The 5.7 pistol uh, is light years ahead of its time. Again, this is, this is a gun that is relatively old considering what it is. And so when you like look at its introduction date and its use, you're like, wow, that thing has been around longer than 
some handgun companies have been around. Wow. Um, and, and has done very well. It's almost all polymer. The frame is polymer. The exterior of the slide components of it are polymer. Of course, there's metal work inside, so it's not like it passes through metal detectors or any of that ghosty stuff. <laughs> um, it's, it's not like that. Um, it's extremely lightweight. It has very, very intuitive controls. They made such a nice package on this. It's, it's very interesting. When you hold the pistol in your hand, you can toggle the safety switch with your trigger finger like you would a rifle. It almost like the the, oh. the controls feel more like a rifle than they do a pistol. Um, so it's got a safety switch forward of the trigger. Interesting. Yeah. And so, of course, equipped with all the accoutrement, it's got an accessory rail for a light. They suppress very easily. They come with tall sights that can see over a suppressor. And they hold 20 rounds in the magazine. 20 rounds. Yes. And how big is the pistol in relation to, like, a uh, Glock 19? Not much. Well, it'd be closer to the size of a 17, like okay. a full-frame gun. It's it's like a full-size service pistol. Yes. Kind of. Yep. And the frame is not remarkably longer or wider than a Glock. So if you have small hands, it's not like you, it's not like holding a desert Eagle. That's a very large pistol. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you can tell that it's a little bit bigger than a Glock, but it's not huge. It's very controllable. It's very shootable. The recoil on them is negligible. It has right. far less felt recoil than a Glock and nine millimeter. Like even with my powder puff, three gun loads that I shoot out <laughs> of my nines, the five, seven is far more controllable. So well, what about competition with this pistol? Um, I think the cost of ammo and Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, in mm-hmm. comparison sure. to the nine, of course, the nine is going to be more economical to shoot. Usually, the ammo that I found for it for like fifty rounds of the inexpensive stuff is generally around twenty, twenty-two bucks. Okay. Um. So it's not it's not super expensive, but nine is around ten bucks. Right. You're so, not going to yeah burn through it. <laughs> right. Or won't, maybe not want. I mean, it depends on I guess your budget, but but uh, really cool pistol. Um, great companion gun, of course, to the carbine. And then if you've got an AR and you want, you don't want to buy a P90, but you want an upper, you can get an upper for it, or you can buy a complete gun from, you know, CMMG or whoever. So quick, uh, quick question for you before we're done with this one, the sideways magazine that rotates the the ammo 90 degrees before it goes into the chamber and all that. You said, when we were talking about this right before we started, you were like, you never know why you you don't know why FN never made one in nine mil. Yeah. the, The, P90 in, yep. in nine mil, and I was like, "Well, the bullets have to do the weird thing, didn't they? Make the bullets just so that they could do the weird spinny thing." But actually, you you could maybe. Do I, it I think other? you could. So the five seven would have almost no body taper, and so when you look at the magazine when it's loaded, the cartridges are oriented like perfectly perpendicular to each other in the magazine in a double stack. Um, hmm. So as they come through the magazine with the feet, isn't the, that parallel? I'm sorry. Or, yeah, like, parallel. I'm excuse sorry, me. Geometry. No, that is completely Jerk. a fact. <laughs> Parallel to each other. They lay very flat on top of each other. And as the follower is pushing them through, they're not like yawing or canting. Mm-hmm. And when they get to the like the helical portion of the magazine, what we would call, I guess, the feed lip or the feed feature on the magazine, because it's very unconventional. When you load them, as you're pushing the the cartridge into the magazine, it does like a 360 in there as it's going. It's the goofiest thing. Maybe a, a tapered case like a nine millimeter would possibly have an issue with that. I'd have to like put them in there and see what would happen. Um, but yeah, who knows? Maybe if they're listening, like, hey, come out with a P90 and nine millimeter because that would be cool because everybody likes nine millimeters. You should call it the P99. I like that. Ooh. Well, Walter had a pistol called the P99. Never mind then. Don't right. call it that. FN. Yeah, you'll we, right. we didn't probably get you run into a little roadblock there. Uh, how far does that horizontal mag 
stick out then. So it doesn't stick out, it and that's that's it a, doesn't. No, that's a really okay. have you seen. That, no, I've, have you seen uh, what's that movie, White House Down or whatever? I don't even. I don't actually think they have one in that. But have you just seen a P ninety? I don't, Mark. I I'd know it if I saw it. I'm going to describe the features to you real quick. Not it looks like here. an infinity symbol with a rectangle on the end. Yep. So on top of the the arm is where the magazine is placed, not underneath. So consider it's a bullpup. It's a bull. It's a bullpup design. So the all the reciprocating components are behind the fire control, right. and the ejection goes out the bottom. Right. So it actually feeds from the top down, and okay. then ejects out the bottom. The magazine is a long rectangle mm-hmm. with this round feature on the end where the, this this helical feeding occurs. It goes on top of the gun, forward of the shooter's face, and then rides this way. Oh, okay. And this is this is the novelty in the feed direction. So we're not trying to feed up like a conventional magazine, like right. an AK or an AR or even a, a bolt-action rifle. We're feeding horizontal, reorienting the cartridge, chambering, firing. Now I can. There it is. Thank better. you, MC Ryan. Oh Much yeah, I've seen it. that before. See that? Yeah. So See this that? this is the loaded magazine here, and so they and they it, feed it this way. It rocks in. Yeah. You you put it in forward and then just pop it down in the back. What that that thing is I know so you went freaking through, awesome. You went that through is a, the coolest gun ever. I agree. I wholeheartedly and when agree. And when you look at it, and I'm sorry, we're so far with Tim, it's whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when you look at it, you think there is no way that that would be comfortable to hold. But then you hold one and you're like, oh my gosh. I would surmise weird that the, gen- the ladies and gentlemen at FN, when they designed this, took input from about any kind of ergonomic thing you could imagine. Yeah. Because you, you're exactly right. When you hold it, it becomes an extension of your hand. Nothing conventional about it. I was going to say, this thing is completely unconventional. When you hold the grip, which is here, instead of your hand being oriented like such, when we're holding Up a pistol down, or an yeah. AR-15, mm-hmm. even a pistol grip on a shotgun or a rifle, sure. it's not, your hand is almost laying, I don't know what direction. We, we orient our knuckles downward when we grab it. And then up here, we wrap our thumb through this. This way, we don't end up uh, removing fingers inadvertently. Mm-hmm. But we wrap our thumb through here, and it's just a very comfortable, very compact little package. I mean, it's like a built-in hand stop yeah. that's more ergonomic, and it's like a thumb hole It's like stock. a vertical foregrip, yeah. hand stop, finger safety. Oh, it's so cool. Yep. All right. I like everything about it. I do, too. Uh, I got to go get one in SBR. Okay. That's, that's how we're going to end this thing. FN57, everybody. Uh, sweet cartridge. Thanks, everybody, for listening. As always, keep suggesting cartridges you want to hear about. This one was a suggestion from a listener uh, in our direct messages at Vortex Nation Podcast on Instagram. They saw that new Ruger pistol and wanted to hear us chat about the old 5.7 with yep. Mr. Muckenhern. So we'll catch you guys next time. Thanks again. See ya. Bye. Bye.